Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And it's kind of like, uh, oh, what's that about? Talk Recorded live. Oh, the host must be here now. That's what that is. I, I totally forgot about that. We, were, we probably weren't recording. Everything was off the record up until that point. That's okay. Maybe it's, maybe it's better that way, right? Oh, yeah. No, we'll just go back and listen to the recording. Hey, um, <laughs> everything was muted on here. No, it, it was recognized. It did not recognize the caller uh, ID for whatever reason. And so and it still told us that uh, we have to be patient because sometimes she does not recognize us. So about the ninth or tenth time, it finally recognized me. All right, wow. that's happened to me before, though. Like I, I, I actually like, I didn't know that it was uh, um, something that you know you 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 do it eventually you get recognized. I did it. I remember one time, like I don't know, six times. I'm like, well, guys, I, I'm just gonna listen to the computer because I can't get on. You know, that was you know when we were doing talk show on a regular basis. Yeah. So, um, no, this this was this was already. You know, it, it was getting to the point where I wanted to throw inanimate objects, you know, like the yeah. phone or something. Because I, I typed on there and I said, hey, guys, if you're on the computer, and I looked and every single person had a phone thing, so I was like, no, they won't get that. But anyway, um, I'm on, and we're ready to roll. And who do we have on? I know we have Mr. Julian. Who else do we have on today? I'm here, Pastor Esther. Ms. Esther's here, and who else? I am here. Who is I? Mark. Mark. Oh, cool. Good to have you on. Who else is on with us? Zay's on. Who? Zay. Oh, okay. That sounds like Shaq there. All right. Who else is on with us today? You got Little D. All right. Little D's on. All right. And uh, we have another North in Central Orange County. Who might that be? That's us. Oh, Pastor Robert. Oh, right. Or it could be Juliana, maybe. I don't know. Or Seth, because he just said so. Oh, Seth. Oh, sorry. See, he said Seth. There you all go. All right. Well, I'm still not convinced. Pastor, am I going to be able to handle all this testosterone? Yeah, it's pretty strong. It goes to the... Oh, I need some power out there. It goes across the airwaves, so we're right on it. Ladies, come on, ladies. Come on on. Join us. Big ladies are afraid to join. They think it's just only CYC, but it's not. And so they just. Oh, There's a perfect it. song that goes with this that says, uh, "This is a man's world." <laughs> this is a man's world. <laughs> but it'd be nothing without a woman. Huge. <laughs> That's the rest of the song. World. <laughs> okay, so we'll just go ahead and now, Pastor, we'll bring in the spiritual part to this. Enough about the humanity. We'll bring in the spirituality. We already did because we're sanctified spirit, soul, and body. <laughs> so we're there, man. We are there. So anyway, we're going to talk about, we're going to go straight to um, Ephesians 1.17. Oh. I'm going to begin with that because we want everybody to be on board with what God is doing um, in this time period. Now, I know at church we've been talking about getting together, and uh, we want to set up a, a a clock to get everybody to pray a half hour just praying the Spirit and pray God's plan. Um, but what we want to do is start out in the book of Ephesians, and, and, uh, and then I've got a couple things to talk about as well, because um, he says... I don't know what would be like the Messiah, the most glorious Father would give us a, a wise spirit, along with the revelation that comes to fully knowing you, the Messiah, fully. Then, with the eyes of, of our heart enlightened, we will know the confidence that is produced by God, having called us the rich glory that is in our inheritance, in we the saints. 
and for us the working of his mighty strength, which he wrought or brought about in the Messiah when he raised from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realm. And when we begin to put this prayer, we begin to understand that we're far above every ruler and that we're far above every authority, every power, every dominion, and every name that can be named, not only in this present age, but in the one to come. And I like that because it reiterates again and again that we are the Awesome is that we are going to continue. The adventure doesn't cease. We are going to get to know him and to know our dominion and to know our power. Even in the age to come, I think, I believe, we're going to be growing and growing and growing. There are things that we'll know, but there are going to be myriads of things that we will still learn. And so I think there's going to be a lot of awe and wonder at the things that we know about God when we get there. But he put everything under the Messiah's feet, which is our feet as well. And, and Lord, you made us to be, along with him, the head of everything for the good of the church. And so, which is his body, which is us. See, you might say, Pastor, you misspoke because you said, which is us. But no, he says, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills everything in every way. You know, as the body of Christ, the, re- the reason for unity is, is so that we can come into fullness. We can come into, other translations call that word fullness, peace. And we can, we can come into all of that. And these are things that as we pray this prayer, we meditate on it. A lot of times what I do is I'll, I'll just read a portion of it and just pray and stay in that, in that mode for a little bit. And I pray that, and because see, uh, I like what Paul says, I never stop giving thanks for you as I mentioned you in my prayers. And then he prays. And he said that the, that the God of our Lord Jesus, our Father, that the, the, the God, our Father, of our Lord Jesus, the Christ, the Anointed One, and His anointing, the most glorious Father, would give me a wise spirit. Now, let me just change something here. Let me go to... It says, Our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory. Now, can I tell you something... Uh, those of you, let me see, who can turn to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, and then read it? When you get there, just start reading. And it says, when we begin to understand the Greek here, it says, our Lord Jesus and the Father of glory might give. Now, that word might give means to suddenly impart. Notice it's not just giving us head knowledge. It's an impartation to us, a spirit, watch this, an effect, an attitude of wisdom and revelation, meaning an unveiling, an uncovering, a disclosure, within the midst of a full, experiential, intimate knowledge of himself. See, it's not just gnosis, it's not just knowing, it's, it's an intimate knowledge of who he is. It, and it says, the, the, it's kind of an amplified, it says a full realization of who he is, within and in union with his full personal knowledge, or residence, within an added insight from him, which is him. Now, can I tell you something? We get to know him because he's in us. We don't get to know an external Jesus. We get to know an internal Jesus who's in us. When you begin to chop that one up, isn't that wild when you think about that? Yep. Yep. You know, just, just as I read this, but I can't just send it to your phone yet. So but as I read this, didn't something go off inside of him? Realizing to the end, which Paul was releasing a prayer that would literally allow us to come into that type of relationship with Jesus Christ, that the Father's glory might suddenly give us an impartation. Who's got Who's got Matthew sixteen eighteen? My internet's down, so I can't grab on it with my phone, and I'm in my room. No, no, that's fine. You got, I mean, you got a lot of young people out here. I have it. Okay, so read it. And I also say to you that you are pure, you are pure, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, uh, 
hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you build or bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Okay, now read 17. What? You said 17? Yes. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, son of uh, uh, Simon Bar-Noah. No, Bar-Jonah? Bar-Jonah, uh-huh. Bar-Jonah, sorry. For flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Who revealed it to him? Who's the revelator? It's the Father. Yes, right. That's why, here's the context again. The one who reveals, as we come into the knowledge of Jesus, the Father of glory might give that sudden impartation. The Father always releases the impartation of revelation into our hearts. The revelation never always should take you. See, head knowledge will never take you into a place of impartation because it's without relationship, which is without true revelation of the heart. Because that's why it says to give you a spirit or a breath of that, an attitude of. In other words, he gets inside and, and imparts that. Okay, let me have one of the ponces go to Job 12.22. Job is in the Old Testament. Um, which one of the ponds you are said, you getting at? You said Job 12.22? Yes. I got it. Who has it? Uh, Mark. Mark, go ahead and read it out loud. He reveals, he reveals the deep things of darkness and brings deep shadows into the light. So keep going? No, no that's fine. I, that's peace. He reveals deep things of darkness and brings deep shadows into the light. Now, didn't that go along with the prayer that we pray? The Ephesians 3.16? Yeah, Ephesians 1.17, just in that verse alone. Now, Jesus cares about you completely. I want you to understand that. See, this prayer isn't just to get to know him. Now, watch this. Uh, I'm going to use an example. And and uh, uh, I want, okay, I've got little D here. And who's one of the Californians? Xavier, you with me? That is I. Uh, so little D and Xavier are with me. There's another California, that's Esther. So Mark and Seth, are you with me? Yes. Yep. Okay. Is that Mark answering like like uh like Shaq? King of the Hill? Just saying yep. <laughs> yep. Saying the same thing for this. Anyway, uh let let's let's go. You know that sometimes we think that training in the things of God is just all about uh ninja training. It's getting trained to be warriors and all this stuff, and that's a true thing. But did you know that you've got to be a warrior in your soul as well? In other words, you've got to defeat the things that life has thrown at you, and sometimes you're hurt about stuff. Uh, are you listening to what I'm saying? You're hurt about things. You don't trust very well. There's a lot of issues inside of you. And and uh, how many know what I'm telling you is true? Uh, now, let me ask you something. Mark said, little D, and, and Xavier... Uh, are you all out without? Are you without issues in your life? No. 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 So if you if you got issues, say okay. I think we're okay. Okay. All right. Now, see, I just need you to know that. Now, watch this, because he wants you to be a warrior in those things. Did you know that this prayer also talks about healing of the soul? Mm-hmm. Because we're a spirit first, 
because you're never whole. You never enter into wholeness without your spirit. When you receive Jesus, you're made whole. You may not feel whole, but you are. Now, you know the scripture says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Luke 4, 8. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel. And one of those is he's restored, he, he called me to, to restore the brokenhearted or restore the broken. You know, the brokenhearted means they're broken in soul. And there are a lot of people that are broken in their soul. And we gotta, we, we're called to help repair these things in people's lives to restore. But do you know that along with restoring things to people, uh, as, well, as well as restoring people's hearts and minds, we're also restoring ours as we come to him. You know, because in, in Luke 4, 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, upon me, because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim the release of captives, regaining sight to the blind, and to set those who are uh, oppressed. Now, when we begin to talk to those that are brokenhearted, they're broken in spirit. They're, they're, excuse me, they're broken in their soul. And so he's anointed, and he said he's, he has a message of ease and wellness to destitute. We're poor in our hearts, so he sent as an emissary and commissioned us to cure and to heal those that have had their hearts crushed and to publicly proclaim the captives of release or liberation. In other words, you need to go away and, and, and leave the again. Thank you. Now, um, this is this is. Are, are you all with me right now at this moment? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Because I want y'all to know something. Because as a follower of Christ, we get to bring that kind of healing to people. But God, see, a lot of people don't like to go deep with God because he starts to reveal things on the inside. He begins to under, he begins to release revelation, and the revelation of the word brings light. And when the light comes, it reveals things about us sometimes we don't want. How many know that's true? How many ever had the word of God hit you and you're thinking, like, oh, man, I don't even know that? Yep. 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 Well, it's thinking about that. And, and it's in our soul, and we don't want to deal with it. Now, watch. Jesus talked to the Samaritan woman in John 4. Now, I'm going to read a little bit out of the Message Bible, but it says, Jesus realized that the Pharisees were keeping count of the baptism and that John had performed, although his disciples, not Jesus, did the actual baptizing. And they posted a score that Jesus was ahead, turning him and John into rivals in the eyes of the people. So Jesus left the Judean countryside and went back to Galilee. To get there, he passed through Samaria, and he came to Sychar, a Samaritan village that bordered the field of Jacob, the field that had given his son Joseph, Jacob's well was still there, and Jesus, worn out by the trip, sat, sat down by the well, and it was noon. A woman, a Samaritan, came to draw water, and Jesus said, would you give me a drink of water? Now, the disciples had gone to the, to the 7-Eleven to buy food for lunch, and the Samaritan woman, taken aback, said, how come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? Where Jews in those days wouldn't be caught dead talking to Samaritans. So Jesus said, if you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you'd be asking me for a drink, and I would give you fresh living water. He's not, he's not even giving them alkaline water. He said, fresh living water. Now, watch this. And, and so the woman said, sir, you only have a bucket to draw water for us, and, and the well is deep. So how are you going to get this living water? Now, say the well is deep. Are you with me? The say well, the well is, deep. is deep. I am. All right. Now, watch this. The woman said, you don't have a bucket. Are you a better man than our ancestor Jacob, who dug this well and drank from it, and his sons and livestock that passed it down to us? Jesus said, Everything, everybody who drinks this water is going to get thirsty again and again and again. But anyone who drinks the water I give will never thirst. The water I will give is an artisan spring that will gush from within, gushing fountains of endless life. The woman said, Sir, I'll have this water. That way I'll never get thirsty and won't have to come back to this well again. And she said, go call your husband and come back. She said, I don't have a husband. 
nicely put, Jesus said. I have no husband. You've had five husbands, and the man you're living with now isn't even your husband. So you, tr- you sure spoke the truth. Sure enough. She says, oh, you're a prophet. Well, tell me this. Our ancestors worshipped God. Can you listen to We shouldn't be surprised this woman here wasn't even cut to the quick concerning her, her condition because her condition was just the condition of the world and the culture. So she just kept speaking, oh, prophet, right on. Tell me this. Our ancestors worshipped at, at this mountain, but you Jews insist it's Jerusalem. It's the only place for worship, right? And he said, believe me, woman, the time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the, neither worship the Father Neither here or at this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through Jews. But the time is coming, and it has, in fact, come when, when what you call, when what you're called will not matter, and where you go to worship will not matter. It is who you are and the way that you live and count before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is out looking for, those who simply and honestly themselves before God in their worship. God is sheer and being himself, spirit. Those who worship must do it out of their very being, their spirit, their true selves in adoration. The woman said, I don't know about that, and I don't know that the Messiah is coming. When he arrives, we'll get the whole story. And Jesus said, I am he. You don't have to wait any longer. You don't have to look any further. Just then his disciples came back. They were blown away. They couldn't believe that he was talking to that kind of woman. No one said what they were thinking, but their faces showed it. The woman took the hint and left. In her confusion, she left her water pot. Back in the village, she told the people, come and see a man who knew all about the things that I did, who knows me on the inside and out. Do you think this could be the Messiah? And they went out to see for themselves. Jesus clearly healed the woman's soul. She, was, she had been taken into a pattern of adultery, and, and her soul was broken because of sin. He healed her broken heart. Jesus real, Jesus, she realized Jesus knew her inside and out. So sometimes we don't even know what is going on in our soul. God does. So let me ask you some questions because I hope you listen because I want some answers from you all right now. I'm Job 12.22. Go ahead. I'm ready. Okay, Job says in Job in twelve twenty two he says he reveals the deep things of darkness and brings deep shadows into the light. What are some of the unique things about the Samaritan woman's healing? He, he, he you know what are some of the unique things? And let me ask you another question. You guys can answer these. How did Jesus' words bring about healing? What did he do for her? Mark, what did Jesus do for her? Uh, didn't the Lord, like, give her, like, a gift of, like, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. From my knowledge, I thought, uh, he gave him, if she gave him a drink of his water, and, um, no? No, he didn't give, well, he gave her water. What kind of water did he give her? Wasn't, like, the word, I guess? In a sense, in a sense, yes, because he was breaking pieces of himself. He gave her spirit water. No, he gave her spirit water, which are pieces of himself. But what did it do? How did it? How did the words bring healing? What did he do that allowed her to say, "Whoa, he got on the inside of me"? Now, what was it that happened? He was able to tell her, like, her entire life. Now, what were the main things, the main focus of her entire life that he brought out to the open? Remember, he told her to go call someone. Yeah, adultery, like she had five husbands. <laughs> Before. Yeah. And, and how about the one she was with now? It wasn't even her husband. That's right. Ted, so, stop answering for him. Now, when that was brought into the light, do you think that, did she run away at that moment? No. 
No, she remained there, right? Yeah. The, that which was inside her soul was brought out to the light. Now, sometimes there are altar calls that come up, and people, there are certain things that are brought out to the light. There's words of knowledge that come out by the gifts of the Spirit. Certain things are brought into the light. So somebody needs to respond to this. And you know what they do? They'd rather keep it in the dark than to come out and let Jesus heal. He said, out of your spirit will flow the rivers of living water. See, you got to think about your own soul right now. Do you think there are things that have broken your heart? And you might be unaware of what they are. Do you think that there's things inside of you that you're not sure that they're there, but you don't know? Sometimes those are things that cause us to be what we understand as the word shy or timid. You know, sometimes I talk to people and say, hey, why don't you want anybody to know that you sing? I don't know. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're just because there's fear. Fear of people is, is, is a very, 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 very uh, strong stronghold. Sometimes we're in despair on the inside because we don't know the cause or realize what the cause is. Jesus knows all the cause in despair. Now, if you desire God to heal you from fear or from a broken heart, I'm going to talk to you about two things that you need to do. How many of you here have had just those two things in your soul that you have to deal with on the inside? You all have had those things on the inside, haven't you? I'm hearing crickets again. Yes. That's just one person. That'd be all of you, right? Yep. Now, you need to have God desire to heal you of those fears or those broken hearts. There's two things that will see that out and get it out of you forever. Because you know what? That's a bondage and a stronghold. And you know, let me just, let me just tell you something. The other day, little D showed me this, this, this uh, you know, sometimes you got these people send these, these uh, unusual incidents. And there was a guy that had a spider living in his ear. And this spider would peek out his head and then jump back in the ear. You know what, man? Everybody who would see that would be freaked out. What, man? This, you know, and like one of the, one of the, I think little D said, man, if that ever happened to me, I would start flooding my ear with water. I don't care how much it hurts. I'd get that thing out. How many here would, would freak out and let that thing out at all costs? Or... Some of you might say, you know what? It's better for that thing to stay in me. I don't want no one to know. What would you say about a person that said, I want no one to know, and they would live with a spider in their ear? What would you say about that kind of person? You know, you might say to yourself, okay, crazy. What else would you say? I need at least six conversations here. What would you think of someone like that? Stupid. They're stupid. Well, I've got two of six. Let me yeah, hear you another person. Say, to me, What's it's that? not normal. I'm going to say it's not normal. Not normal. Good. Well, that's three of six. The guy that really likes spiders, apparently? Maybe. Okay. Who else? I would say that man is brave. <laughs> brave, okay. Well, you know what? That's possible. Now, let me ask you a question. Some of us live with demons attached to our hurt. That's why a lot of people sometimes say, I can't let this go. And there's people that like to live with demons, and it's like they know them, and they know they're not going to die right now or go to hell right now. But eventually, these these things take, control of your emotions and manifest at the craziest time. Just like a guy with a spider. Let's say it's a young man, and he's getting real close to his girl, and he's thinking, man, you know, this is a girl I want to be with forever. Next thing you know, she sees that little spider coming out of your ear and coming back out, coming back in. Well, you know, unless she's a weirdo, like like the Adams Family girl, Wendy, 
or you know, or or or, or Wednesday, or or she's you know uh, a creepy chick herself. She'd run as soon as that thing manifests. Well, there are issues in us that always manifest at the wrong time. How many ever shot your mouth out at the wrong or shot, shot your mouth off at the wrong time when you felt threatened? Anybody ever do that? Yes, I have. Yeah, and it comes from those dark things on the inside. And I'm not talking about demons. It's the unresolved issues that lay in wait to come out at the right time. And that's why it says that God reveals the deep things of darkness and brings, it, and brings deep shadows into the light. Now, the darkness there doesn't mean it's always bad. The darkness just means they're hidden. Everyone say hidden. Hidden. So it's not hidden. that it's evil that lives inside of you. There are things that are hidden. And God, when he begins to restore our heart, sheds light on the things that are hidden. And he doesn't do it all at once because he knows that we're just like, you know, how many remember I told the story several times about the children of, that were, when they were released from Egypt, he didn't let them go and face the Philistines because they were not ready to go to war yet. How many have heard me say that? Yep. Okay. There's a few of you that heard. The rest of you all forgot. But what's this? God won't let you go through something. Just because he wants to blow you, just blow it up. It's just, oh, hey, just get them out there and just get this stuff there. What he does is what you're ready for, he reveals so that you can be free. How do you know that we serve a good God? Yes, we do. Now, that prayer in Ephesians also reveals things that need to be handled in our life. So when you pray that prayer, we begin to understand even things that are on the inside that need to be dealt with. So he'll give you an impartation of healing to deal with. Now what? How, you know what displacement means? What does displacement mean? Displacement? Yes. You're, you're, you're taken out of your place. You're removed How? or you're taken. Exactly. So you can place you're, your own self. Exactly, because what happens is when you allow the bigger one to take residence in you, there's no more room for the other junk because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So if I get clear water and begin to put it into a cup and just constant clear water into a muddy cup, what will eventually happen to that cup as long as the flow doesn't stop? It'll clear up. Someone said it, but it didn't hit the phone. I just heard it in the house. It'll clear up. And so this is what happens when the constant flow of the, of the prayer, uh, of getting in the Word, the Word begins to clear things up on the inside. Now, it says that the eyes of your heart, the insights and perceptions of the core of your being, having continued being enlightened, it's a progressive illumination. Okay. God begins to continually illuminate the heart. Why? Because he wants to make room for what he has for you. Now, am I getting happy and excited all by myself? Or are you, all the others are going, oh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. I don't care. What? So what do you think? Let's get some feedback. Right now. Let's hear from Mark. Mark. Based on what we've said, what, what, what's coming up on the inside of you? Mm, like, I don't know, just like different thoughts have like just passed my mind. Uh, like, for example. Well, let them cross. Let them stay there for a little while. Whoa, wait, say that again. Whoa, what the heck? Say that again. <laughs> don't let them cross your mind. Let them stay there for a little while. Okay. So what's coming in? When you said, like, to place ourselves in a position, like, do you think if we would be accepted? And what passed my mind was when I was reading, I believe it was Jude? Yeah. And um, when, before the Lord destroyed Egypt, um, he, he, um, he got all the believers out. He delivered all the believers out and destroyed Egypt. And I put myself in that position. I said, would I be one of those believers that were able to get get out, or 
would I be the people inside Egypt? And I just put myself in that position. And and, that, and then there's just another thought came, which I don't remember. But, but yeah. So you'd be the one to stay? I'm sorry? You would be one of those that stayed in Sodom and Gomorrah? Um, or would you be the one that escaped? Or Egypt, when God took the people out of Egypt, would you be one of those that, that would stay or would you go? To be honest, like, from my actions that I've been taking recently, I, I think I would stay. Like, I'm I'm being honest. I, I really think I would have been one of those people who stayed. All right. So you'd be taking a good look at how that puts the rest back in order, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, that's honesty. All right, Seth. What do you think of what we've been talking about? Um, no comment. There's no such thing as no comment. What do you What do you think on the you know? Give it a general. You don't have to get all specific. We don't. We don't want you to do like the guy on the on the on the Goonies. Well, I was twenty twenty two months old. Well, I kind of, like, when you said displacement, I kind of brought up a lot of things and how you're talking about the stuff that is inside of us that we're trying to hide. And I see that the reason why we feel displaced in that place and wherever we're set is because we still might have something on the inside that is, like, just there lingering with us, like, you can't do this. You're not going to be able to do this. Remember what you did before? This is why you can't do this. And that's why, because with God, it, it even says in the Bible that we can do anything. But it's ourselves and the devil that's inside of us, and just we don't release things that hold us back. Okay, that's very valid. Okay, I'll see you, Mr. Xavier. Uh, for me, don't play your uh, Talking, I was thinking about when you were saying that about the spider thing that we have things inside of us that we decide to keep in, and um, whether because may, whether we don't want it to come to light or we don't want to handle the situation or whatever it is, um, it's a good analogy and I think it's a good example of how to put it. A good example of, of what we try to hide. Whether it's it's damaging or dangerous for us to have, we still decide to try to keep it because of we don't want people to see, we don't want to look flawed, we don't uh, want we have too much pride, you know, whatever it is. And I I I thought that was just a, I I thought that was a good analogy. I thought that was a good point. Okay. And uh, out, right. of, out of my personal question is, what is the best way to go around trying to fix that? Especially if you, if it's something you don't want everyone to know about. Well, I'm going to get to that second part because part of this is what I'm talking about here right now. But the, that we'll get to that too. The, the, okay. We have because that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that because you know what? We're good at fronting, aren't we? We're good at fronting, put on a put on a, a mask and. And we do that. And I'm not saying you should walk around crying because we live by faith and not by sight. But there's something we do with the issues on the inside to get them out. And so you have a good, very good question. And so we got Seth, and we got Mark, and we got Xavier. How about you, little D? You know, I'm, I'm actually sorry I didn't hear anything you guys said. I was uh, I was talking to one of the neighbors that was asking me about something about her car, so I didn't get to hear anything that you guys are saying. Okay, what we did say, now, did you hear anything at all? Did you hear about the Samaritan woman? Uh, I heard, yeah, I heard that. I okay. heard the story. Well, you know, that, the, yeah. the, script, the scripture talks about the deep things of darkness and, and things that the deep shadows into, they bring into light. When the Word of God speaks to you about stuff, people do two things. They can either do what the Samaritan woman did, which is saying, wow, it got in. You're a prophet. I received this. Now, let me ask you a question. See, she received the prophet in the name of a prophet at that time. And so what happens is when, when, when light do we have things on the inside of us that keep us, that keep us in or keep us out? 
do you have do you, do you, are you dealing with things on the inside and, and what are you doing? Is it exposed? Are you going to run or are you going to stay? You're breaking up a lot, Pastor. Okay. Are you going to stay or are you going to go as the things are, are, are coming to light? Am, am I going to go towards the things that are coming to light? Well, you know what happens? Are you going to keep your demons or are you going to get them released? No, no, no. Get them released. Okay. And so, um, Ms. Esther, any commentary on what we're talking about? You know, um, if D is still with us, little D is still with us. Um, yes. Uh, I've just been thinking about some of the things that God was bringing up even on uh, on Sunday when we went out to go um, and pass out the flyers and, and I call it evangelize. Um, the scripture that God was having me literally pray with the people that allowed us to pray with them was Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me by the still waters. Another part of it talks about how he restores our soul. And the other thing that I was praying, the other psalm that I was praying with people was Psalms 91. I even told them, go look those ones up. Today I had a conversation with Danielle. The same scriptures, the same psalms came up, as well as some other ones. So as you're talking about this, one of the things that that runs side by side is the Psalms 23 has the same thing that we're dealing with uh, with the Samaritan woman. It deals with water, how the Lord, the Good Shepherd, takes you by the still waters. It says that he restores your soul. So as he was bringing these things to light, he was bringing those issues, some four issues that that woman had, bringing them out. But she let them come out, but she didn't stay. She didn't let them stifle her. She went with them. She let them stay out, and it brought a freedom to her such a freedom that she went to go and call everybody and say, hey, come over here and come see. Come receive the revelation I got. Come receive this freedom. Come receive this living water. She not only was having her soul restored, but she became the evangel that was telling other people, come and get yours. Yeah. You know, so that's that's what's going through my mind and all the little things that God was already preparing me for. And some of the things that I'm that I'm dealing with, I am actively um participating and actively reading books on how this process takes place. I am I've always been into the how to we went through the books with Livery Savard, you know, about shattering your stronghold and all those things, doing the work of the yeah. soul. And that's primarily an area where that I want to perfect. I want to perfect this to a point that I can be able to teach the how-to, how this is done. We see in scriptures how the Lord did it and the things that he said he would do it. Um, and then after reading stuff and actively involved with it, dealing with those issues. But the things like you're just saying, when the Lord brings them to light, and he does that for each and every one of us, we need to make the choice to confront them head on. Mm-hmm. He's already done everything it's going to take to get us stored in our soul. But we have to, once he brings them to light, this is where our participation comes so that we can stay restored and we can stay free. And this is the thing that I've always appreciated. This is the one thing that I talked about that I appreciated very much at, at our seminar. You know, when an issue came up, they dealt with it right on the spot. They confronted it. They brought it into the light. They dealt with it. They figured out how they're going to do it better next time. They just didn't stay there. That's what I admire a lot about this woman, the Samaritan woman. She didn't stay there where she was. She went oh, and received she everything that was given to her, and then she went to go and share it. And that's what, and that's what happens. You know, people just they go out. And see, that's part of the, 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 the fixing of our healing is you share and you don't share in detail, but you share. Come and see a man who told me everything I ever was. So she didn't turn around and say, "Hey, man, I, 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 she developed. He, you know, God, God, uh, God delivered me of whoredoms." No, he just said, "Come and see a man who who told me everything I ever was." See, it wasn't no one's business, but what was your business? That's between you and God. 
But he, she brought out and said, this is a man who told me everything I ever was. And because that was brought into the light, Jesus healed her. And, and, and it talks about Genesis says, if anything is too hard for the Lord. And, and, and what happens is, watch this. What, there's two things that we do. God enters into heal, because I know we're coming up to the 9 o'clock hour here in two minutes. In Romans 4:19 and 21, Mark, I want you to hear this specifically. Oh, you know what? I've got M. Rosales. Manny, do you have any commentary right now? You know, uh, one thing I've brought up with with actually Mark and Seth specifically, um, I asked him when, um, I think it was actually last Saturday, you know, if what what would you guys consider yourself in, in the body of Christ? What would you consider yourself? Because they all, they've, they all, they both realized and they both said, Hey, you know what? I, I know I'm called in some sort of way in the ministry, whatever it may be. Well, I mean, we all are, you know, but, um, I asked them, you know, how, how would you consider yourself? Who would you consider yourself if you were to put, put yourself in the body of Christ? They both answered me. Um, Seth said, you know what, he 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 desires when it comes to helping uh, leaders, um, guiding leaders into showing the right way in how to lead their, their group, you know, uh, almost uh, apostolic, you know. Yes. Um, I, I forgot what Mark said. Mark, if you remember, go ahead and say that. But, I, you know, I, I want to bring that up because we, we got to – we got to get a clear vision of what our call is. And even if it's something to where we, we got to put a name to it. it so that it's something that that's almost a written goal out there. And um, that's something that's kind of been on my heart because uh, I'm tired of seeing our, our youth wander and go borderline into just being depression because they're not doing crap. Yeah. Well, that's it because you you gotta you, you have to be active in that. Which you know what that lady who received Jesus, she received her deliverance and she went out to to share. Yeah. So you got but you're right on it, Manny. Right on it. You know one one thing to add on to that is it. What I I appreciate so much is that the Samaritan woman didn't immediately take on the victim mentality how a lot of us do. And, you know, it wasn't something where she was like, she got insulted and immediately took on the victim mentality of, you put all my stuff out there. I can't believe that, you know, that entire thing and completely just went against and rebelled what the father did because, you know, she could have been like, you put me on the spot. And it was only her and, and, and Jesus there, you know, and that's a lot of the times what we do is. You know, we finally open ourselves up to release those demons and all of a sudden we put on the victim mentality because we feel exposed and because we feel exposed, that's immediate defense mechanism that we do and it it has to stop and it's especially happening in this youth and a lot of the times with the youth nowadays, you know, it's so easy to go into the victim mentality because that's a safe haven. And we've made that a safe haven for everybody to kind of just take shelter and have that as a default. I plead the fifth card. And, you know, it's time to drop that because you can tell those people who say, oh, I, w I want this released. I want this released. And then as soon as it happens, they take on the victim mentality. Those are the people that don't want that. Release. And that's something that we have to deliver them from as well, because the, having the heart to to have that released is honestly going and using that as the Samaritan woman did. She went and pretty much evangelized to the other people. She didn't say, look, he just, you know, you said, pastor, deliver me of whoredoms. Go see what he does for you. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't do that. She just said, look, look at the one who knows me intimately. That, you know, she, she explained it in such a gracious way as a father should know their child. And, she brought it in that way, and I think that's a, that's a very important part that we need to play in each other's lives as, you know, members of the body of Christ and, and just brothers and sisters in the Lord in general, because the victim mentality has to stop. There has to be deliverance. There has to be something more than just that. Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a good word.
Excellent, honey. Excellent. That's, that's a good so, term. So, and, so, and, and, you uh, know, as we, be, we continue with this. Now, watch this. You know, the, hey. thank you. What's that? To add on to Mook, what Mook was saying, and he said the victim mentality part, and in addition to that is what she could have done was, as she didn't do, but what she could have done was she could have accepted it, okay, you know, thank you very much, and then not done anything with it and not told anyone. And a lot of us do that too. We get all these major blessings and we get all um, told, you know, we're going to be these great people in Christ and the Lord delivers us from everything and then we're quiet as church mice on, or quiet as mice in general, and Monday, you know? Sunday, all these amazing things happen, and then Monday comes, and we're same old, same old. If she could have done that, too, and she'd have been like, oh, you know, he's awesome, and then went back to everything she was doing. Well, no, that's true. You know, that's another thing like that now. And we're right down to the nubs here, right? It's on 904. I know that I'm going to work and everybody there, many words will get into the water. I want to thank you for being as as you can be. You guys were all talking through this. Now, one thing I want you to understand is that, you know, remember Abraham and Sarah and, and, and we remember in Genesis that he said, I will, you know, which is, which is emphatic. I will, I will confirm my covenant between me and you and greatly increase your, your numbers. And Abraham fell down. Abraham fell down and said, and, and God said to him, he fell face down. Why? Because, he, man, I, I, this isn't me. But God said to him, it's for me, this is my covenant with you. So in other words, we always put the our covenant. No, it's his covenant with us. And and he fell face down, you know, and, and he, he got to the place where he said, I can't do this. And that's what happens to a lot of us. I, I hear sometimes Seth, I hear it in you. Man, God wants big stuff, man. I, I, this isn't me. I need you. Give the covenant. Your name is Abraham, the father of many nations. I'm, that's how I see you. And this is your name from now on. I have made you a father of many nations. I haven't even had a kid yet. And I will make you fruitful. I will make nations out of you, and kings will come from you. Then God said, then God said, yes, but your wife Sarah will bear a son, and you will call him Isaac. Now notice he said, you will bear one son, but he's calling him father of many nations, and I will establish my covenant. Now this is the thing, he said, when we get a picture, he says, in, in Genesis, he says, anything too hard for the Lord? I'll come back to you at the appointed time, and Sarah will have a son. Now all of you have an appointed time. Uh, an appointed time. But you know what? The Bible says in Romans that without weakening in its faith, say it's faith. Everybody here, six or seven, in it, say his faith. His faith. He faces his the faith. fact that his body is as good as dead. All I hear the pontus say his body was dead. His body was dead. The pontus. Oh, his body was dead. All right. It was dead, and he was 100 years old. But yet he didn't waver to unbelief regarding the promise of God. And he was strengthened because he didn't waver in his faith by God and glory. And he was fully persuaded that God had the power to do what happened. You know that God has the power to do whatever needs to be done in you, to bring about easing in your heart so that you don't have to hide behind the things that are exposed because God comes in, because of his covenant, he heals you, you can be strong to be the warrior that God calls you to be. Isn't it all of this music? Mark? Yes. Isn't that good news? Yeah. Uh, are you ready to move into some good news right now? Yeah. Or do you like the darkness better than the light? You know, sir, repeat that. Do you like the darkness better than the light? No. All right. Do you want to come into the light? Yes. All right. You're gonna come out. You're, you're you're gonna be with us coming out of. You know, all of us have a little bit of Egypt in us. I, I mean, you know that's true. All of us got a little bit of that stuff in us. And so, you ready to come out? You get get to where you're supposed to be. Yes. I appreciate your honesty, sharing. Well, you know what? I've been out here for a while, and I kind of like it out here. Well, you know what? It's time to come out. Because you know what? It's not it's not safe out there. And so. 
<laughs> yeah, listen, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Xavier, this is the answer to your question. To be free, you need other people. Because a lot of people get all private when it comes to a bunch of junk on the inside. But you've got to find that one person you trust. But you've got to find someone who's stronger than you in the Lord. In other words, you just can't go lateral to a friend who's just as trash as you are. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, I want you to say, say, speak the truth, Pastor. Speak the truth, Pastor. That is one. One. I want all of you to say, because I hear Xavier, but I don't hear anybody else speaking. Speak the truth, this is a time for everybody to participate. This is important, because I want you to understand that you have to find, a lot of times we, we confide in people who are just as messed up as we are. You know why? Because it's safe ground. But you've got to find someone who's, who, can, who can sustain what you're saying and who can lift you up. Are you, do you understand? Everybody, within the sound of my voice? Yeah. Someone that you can trust, someone you can talk to, that'll take what you say to the grave and lift you up. Are you with me? I I got a question real quick. Um, I don't know if it's the appropriate time to ask it, but I'm going to take the time anyways. Um, How is our church about, I know there's been this big move in the body of Christ, this accountability um, thing, where you find somebody that you can be accountable to, so it's not like if you go and spread your stuff out to everybody, but you find somebody else that you can be accountable to so you have an accountability partner. Is is this part of what's being practiced in psych? Is this what? Is it what's being Thank practiced you. in psych, CYC? Yeah. An accountability there's, partner? There's, yes. There's an accountability to the person who your counselor is. There's an accountability there. Yes, there is. Okay, so couldn't couldn't that be the person that that uh, that you should be um, comfortable in talking to? It, it can be, it can be, and as relationship is developed with through CYC mentoring, mentoring, then then yes, and so uh, exactly is where is where uh, CYC is going to develop that kind of relationship, and so this is what we want to do, and this is why. Listen, everyone who's on the line right now is family. We got little D, we got Manuel, you've got uh, you, you've got uh, uh, Xavier, we got Seth and Mark. Now, supposedly, Annalisa's listening, and I hope she is because this was something, a chapter in what we're doing that is so, so vitally important. So I hope that Annalisa and, and Larissa have been listening because um, this will, 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 will take the wounded warriors and, and let them start getting healed. Because this is the first step to understanding what God has called you to. Because sometimes we don't see what we're called to because we're more aware of our deficiencies than, than we are on his covenant with us. That should have brought all six of y'all saying amen. Because that's a true statement. So Mark, are you with me? Hello, Mark. Yes. Yes, I'm sorry. It wasn't you there? Hey, do you guys are you guys playing games and muting me? When no. Until it's time to talk. Are y'all there? I'm, I'm here. Okay, because it seems like whenever I call people, it's like, or maybe there's a big time delay, and I don't and I don't hear y'all because I'll ask a question and it's silent on my end for at least ten to fifteen seconds. But I, I want you to understand how important this is. Because a lot of times people, you're doing two things and, you're, and you mute me. Take one hour with me and don't do anything else except spend time with what we're doing. I'm asking everybody. I don't want you to respond, but I want this to be our time. So I don't want you playing games, doing homework, watching TV. You, this time is just for us right now. And, and, and I want you to guys, this, I, don't, I don't do this. You know what? There are a lot of better things I can do at 8 o'clock on a Thursday night. But you guys are worth it. Do uh, you guys understand? Yes. Yes. I don't just do this because I'm a pastor and I'm supposed to. I don't really have to. I don't have to show up in your life till Sunday if I really want to. But a pastor pastors their flock all the time. And this is one of the methods that we use to pastor you. And so I want you to understand, I do this out of love. I do this out of, out of uh, wanting you all to be strong in, in that place that God has called you to. So, Mark, let me ask you something. You ready to come into the light? 
Yes. Stay out of Egypt? Yes. All right, I want no bull. I want to be honest. I want you to go back and start praying Ephesians, especially Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. I want you to pray and pray and pray because if you heard what we talked about today, that's going to have a lot of light that's added to you. And you say, God, I want to know you. And because I know you, I want to know more. I just need to know more because where I'm at right now doesn't count because it's, uh, you know, let's pray this prayer. Say, God. 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 Take me. Lead me. Lead take me. Take me. Take me. To where I need to be. To where I need to be. To where I need to be. Jesus. Jesus. Be Lord of my life. Be Lord of my life. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Guide me. Guide me. Teach me. Teach me. Help me. Help me. Be more. Be more. Be more. Like the person I'm called to be. Like the person I'm called to be. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, Mark, you prayed this prayer, now you got to do something about it. You might want to go to your dad, you might want to go to your brother, you might want to go to Manny, you might want to go to someone who can help you stay accountable. You might want to go to your CYC person, but you got to say, you know, today I prayed a prayer, I need to stay accountable. So I want you to help me stay accountable to this prayer. Uh, you know, some of y'all that prayed this prayer, you know you need help too. You go to someone and say, I want you to help me stay accountable so that I can pray this prayer because this prayer will open my heart to God. And and this is why I started with, see, the Spirit of the Lord, I didn't just think, wow, what a good idea. God directed me to tell y'all to let's get on praying this prayer every single day. Y'all ought to know it by heart by now. And so there are a lot of good things God wants to do. We're past 9 o'clock right now. I'm going to release a prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every person within the, 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 the earshot, Father, hear what is being said, hear what the Spirit of God is saying, and not rebel and turn away and ignore the Holy Ghost voice. But we will be those who will mix that word which we heard with faith and overcome in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that the people be released with the blessing. I pray, Father, that whatever their hand finds to do prospers. I pray that they have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And in Jesus' name, may prosperity the soul give way to prosperity in the natural. In Jesus' name, y'all dismiss. And uh, thank you for joining us for this edition of Talk to Y'all be blessed. Amen. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night.
with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.